close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to picture yourself in a race. And as you have prepared yourself, today is game day. And you're in this race, and you all start out together. And the gun goes off, and the race has begun. And this race, though you start off fast, you begin to feel your body reacting to fatigue. Your body is reacting to pain. Can you envision this? Can you feel this as we're envisioning this together? Now, this race is not run on an oval track. This race is run up and down hills, weaving in and out of the forest, long stretches of flat land and your body begins to to feel this fatigue and you're thinking to yourself I, I can't keep up I can't keep this pace up I can't keep going I can't stay with the leaders I'm too tired and yet you must you must keep going you must endure it. And so you keep going. And sweat is running down your face. And your legs begin to get weak. And your heart is pumping to the point to where it's uncomfortable. And you're struggling to keep up. And yet, you must keep going. And you see... The runners that are before you, you see the runners that are behind you, and you know that the finish line is a long way off, and you've got a long way to go. And you say, I can't make it, I can't do it, I'm too tired. And yet, you must endure. Okay, open your eyes, wipe your forehead. <laughs> when you're in a race, the hardest thing to do is to keep going. The hardest thing to do is endure. Maybe there's some of you that were involved in cross country, or maybe there's some of you that do some long distance running. I have friends that do these things. That is something that I just cannot do. I can sprint, I can run fast, but I can't run long. And there's something different about running a long race. I mean, they run miles. I, I just can't even get that through my head. And, but the hardest thing is to endure, is to force yourself to do something that is painful. 
to force yourself to keep going when you're tired. To force yourself to do what is right, though it's uncomfortable. Because we're keeping in, lo- in mind the goal. You see, if you lose sight of the goal in your mind or in your eyes, if you lose sight of the goal, you won't finish. The goal has to be kept always in your mind. Well, as believers, we have a goal. We have goals that God would have us to accomplish. God would have us to keep going so that we are mature. God wants us to be mature in our faith. God wants us to keep going when it's hard. God wants us to keep going when it's difficult and it's painful. And when we feel like we can't go on, we must endure. We must endure. The Bible talks a lot about enduring. It's difficult. It's not easy. Some people say that being a Christian is a crutch, if you will. A crutch. It's something to lean on because you're too weak to do it yourself. Have you heard people say that? I don't need the crutch of religion. I can get it myself. I can do it myself. I don't need anybody else. When the race is long, we must endure. There was a movie out a few years back called Finding Nemo. Anybody see that movie? Anybody want to admit they saw that movie? Thank you. You adults. Boy. Well, in that movie, there was this fish, and she had this problem with short-term memory loss. You may know the fish that I'm talking about. Her name was Dory. Now, this fish was a bit high-strung, and she would often lose sight of where she was going. She would lose sight of what her purpose was and what she was working on at the moment. And, and she, she was flighty, this fish, this dory. And to the point to where she was annoying the other guy, the clownfish. Tell us a joke. Get sidetracked. But this fish, Dory, had a saying, and it goes like this just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, right? To the point to where that was annoying, all right? But in the end, though it was annoying then, and she was trying to encourage her friend, Nemo's daddy, to, who was trying to find him, she's trying to encourage Nemo's dad to just keep going. And he's smart. This, this Nemo's dad is a smart guy. And he's, he knows all the answers. And Dora, I mean, she just ain't got a clue. But this one thing she says, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. 
Just keep going. And in the end, they've all been scooped up together in a big net, and they're all, this big fishing vessel is collecting them all. (laughs) This big net is collecting them all, and they're starting to come up to the top of the water, and the fish are beginning to flip around because they can't breathe, right? And so they tell them to just swim down, swim down, swim down together. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Well, this is a really reaching analogy, if you will, or a visual aid, if you want to call it as such. But it's got some merit to it. Old Dory, she's got something there. Just keep swimming when you're tired and you can't go on. Just keep swimming. Just keep going. When you feel like you can't run anymore, take another step. Take another step. Turn to Hebrews chapter 12, if you would. I love the Word of God. Have I told you that? Hebrews chapter 12. Does your Bible have a Hebrews chapter 12? If your Bible doesn't have a Hebrews chapter 12, you may have the what? The Rick James Bible as opposed to a King James Bible. We're just going to leave that right there. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 3. Actually, I'm just going to start with verse 1 and just read through there. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Now, just to fill you in, this great cloud of witnesses that he's talking about here is all of the people that were well-known for their great faith, okay? Moses, Rahab, and so on and so forth, Isaiah and, and the like, okay? So he's saying, now that we've talked about all of these things, these great people, Gideon and and so on, these people of great faith, let us throw off everything that hinders in the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run, now listen, with perseverance the race marked out for us. You see, each of us has a race that is marked out for us. And we're all running that race. And we all have the same goal. The same goal. Ultimately, our goal is to end up with God in heaven. Right? That's where we finish the race. Until then, we're still running the race. Amen? When the race is long, endure. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, or in some versions, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he did what? He endured 
the cross. Even though it was painful, it was uncomfortable, it was embarrassing, it was humiliating, and yet he endured. Why? Because he had the goal. He had you and me in mind when he was on that cross. He knew that generations to come would be saved and set free by this act on the cross. For the joy set before him. What is the joy set before him? As he's on the cross, what joy, tell me, can be set before him that would give him the strength to endure? You and me, friends. And us being saved. We are his joy. Can you believe that? As sinful as we are, as many times As we fall down on our faces, we disgrace ourselves, we disgrace him, and yet we are his joy. And he endured the cross because he loved us. Oh, Lord Jesus. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, hating that shame and that humiliation, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Listen to this now. This sums it up. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners. Why? So that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Friends, old and young alike, in this race that you are running, you can lose heart. You can lose the will to continue. You can lose the will to endure, to keep going. Yet you must. You must. We must endure. Run with perseverance. What does that mean, to persevere? That means basically watered down to the very simplest thing, keep going when it's hard. That's what we are to do. The hardest thing to do when you can't change the situation that you are in is to endure. When I was suffering with back pain for 15 years, I hate to keep boring you with these stories, but these things taught me so much. And I hope that through my pain, you can learn as well. When I was suffering, I remember for the first number of years just praying, God, heal me. Take this pain away from me. Take me out of this situation. I don't like not having any money. I don't like being in pain all the time. I don't like not being the provider and caretaker of my family. I don't feel like a man anymore. I have to depend on other people to do for me. My children have to take care of me. My wife has to shovel the driveway. Do you hear me? It's tough. It's difficult. I want out. I want out of this pain, and I want it now. And yet, we must endure. 
We must run the race marked out for us with perseverance. Turn to James chapter 1. This has got to be one of my favorite verses. Now, notice the heading. I don't know if your Bible has this, but my Bible says the heading of trials and temptations. Let's just get, let's go to something. Let's talk about something else here. Let's, yeah? Trials and temptations. It's not something I'm into, man. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about fishing. Let's talk about being outside. Let's talk about something other than trials and temptations, but they're always something that the believer goes through. Verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Are you nuts, James? What are you talking about? Joy Pure joy and trials of many kinds should not be in the same sentence. But there's a reason, friends. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The testing of your faith produces perseverance. From the youngest to the oldest, we are still learning. We are still being changed and molded as a lump of clay into the likeness of Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's kind of the way we start out. As baby Christians, we come to Christ and we are a lump of clay that has just been splat on the wheel. All right? Did you ever see those wheels that the, the potter, they just kind of keep spinning them? Now, nowadays, there are, a lot of them use electric, but they got this big thing on the bottom where their foot just keeps pushing it and keeps that thing on the top spinning so they're able to stick their their thumbs down inside of this lump of clay and then begin to pinch the clay between their fingers. Does that sound like there could be some pain involved there? If that's us on that wheel, the potter's wheel. And so he takes us and he shapes us and he molds us into something that is useful and beautiful. Something that he can use. Something that has a purpose. You see, when that clay is splat on that wheel, it's useful for nothing. It's not, it can't hold water. It's, I mean, it just, it's just there until the potter takes that clay and he begins to morph it and, and to move it and to shape it into something that has a purpose, something that's recognizable. Something that's useful. And that takes time. And you know what? That clay cannot be used 
even in that finished shape, though it looks like something that's useful, you can't use it like that. It'll lose its shape until what? You put it into the kiln. That's just like a big, really, really hot oven. Okay? And the, those things of clay, and, when, and you paint stuff on it, and you can't really see it very well. This glaze that you put on the outside of this, this beautiful, shapely pot, and it's just kind of brown, rust color even, or grayish. And so you put this glaze on there, and you don't even really see that glaze very well until that is put in the kiln. Once that's put in the kiln and that fire heats that and dries it all out, you bring that out of there, and those colors are so beautiful. But it's not until after that clay pot is put into the fire. It is the same with us, friends. We start out very simply as a floppy, yucky lump of clay flopped on a wheel, and God begins to work in our hearts and in our lives and through hard times, through trials, through temptations. He's molding and he's shaping us into something, to a vase, to a pot, to something that is beautiful and useful. And then we are put into the kiln and we're made strong and permanent. We're made useful to where we're not going back to where we used to be. Never again. Never again. But that doesn't come easy, friends. Let's continue reading. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. What produces perseverance? The testing of your faith. God is a tester, not a tempter. The Bible says God will not tempt you, but that we are led astray by our own evil desires, okay? But he will test our faith. He will allow circumstances that will ultimately kind of cause a little bit of pain. It's like exercise. Exercise, let's face it, is not fun, okay? Exercise, if it's done right, I mean, it can be somewhat painful. And what you're doing is you're making little tears, really, in your muscles. You're making little tears in those muscles so that when they heal, they're bigger and they're stronger. The testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work. Why? So that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Let perseverance, don't fight it. Don't fight it. Let perseverance finish its work. Perseverance, God wants to use perseverance to work on you, to shape you, to make you into something that is useful and beautiful and permanent. Boy, we fight that, don't we? If any of you lacks wisdom, 
You should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Let me ask you this. Do you ask God for wisdom? I have made this a almost a daily, but often when I'm praying, I'll say, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom beyond my years. Give my children wisdom beyond their years. Godly wisdom that is useful for everything, for every area of life. Give me wisdom because God gives generously. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is, is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Let's go to 1 Peter 5, verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. After you have suffered a little while, it is our lot in life, friends. No one escapes it. We all suffer in some way, be it in our bodies, be it emotionally, be it maybe we've had some abuse or or something like that. These things happen, and they're hard to endure. They're hard to explain. And let me tell you, when you try to figure it out, your head will spin. Don't waste your time trying to figure it out because that's exactly what you're doing. You're wasting your time. However, you submit to Christ. You submit to him, to his leading, and you pray that God would give you wisdom in the midst of the storm, of the trials. Yes, so that we can take something away from it. We can take something. We can learn something. We can be wise from it. After you have suffered a little while, God himself will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. You see, there, be, there comes a time, or a, there should come a time, when we recognize the storm that we're in, that God is in the storm. Friends, did you hear that? God is in the storm. And He is using the storm to shape you. Receive it. Submit to God. Now, you see, the the trouble here is we don't want to just lay down and do nothing, okay? Because if we do nothing, we're not gaining anything, and we need to have a certain sort of posture, if you will. You understand what I'm saying? We have to have a stance. As the Bible says here, he will 
make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Steadfast. Remaining. Immovable. That's what God is trying to bring out of us. That strength, the testing of our faith brings perseverance. God has things in store for us. He's trying to bring things out of us. God is trying to bring fruit out of our lives. Do you know that? Well, what is fruit? Fruit is the purpose of the tree, right? Without the fruit from an apple tree, the apple tree is just another tree. The fruit is the thing that's important. On a cherry tree, without the cherries, the tree means nothing. It has no purpose. The cherries are what is the production from that tree. It, is, it produces fruit. That is the ultimate goal. God wants for us to produce fruit in our lives. And fruit comes from enduring and persevering. It's not easy to get up on Sunday morning, friends, when you're tired and you've worked a whole week. Yeah? And then you got Saturday off and you fill it with as much stuff as you can do to enjoy yourself. And as late as you can on Saturday, you watch a movie, you go to bed at midnight, and then 7 o'clock comes on Sunday morning. And you're like, come on, it's the only day. Is it worth it giving those couple of hours to God? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah, it is worth it. Is it easy? No, it's not. It's not easy. I remember when my kids were just young. Man, that was a lot, a lot of effort. And I remember Jody saying, just so much work to get all the kids there on Sunday morning only to be end up in a nursery. <laughs> I could do that at home. She's... But we do it because we know that it's right. And we know that it's good for our kids. It's good for us. It's good for our friends. Amen. Yeah? We do it because we need it. We do it because it's right. We do it because it's important. We're enduring. We're enduring. First Peter 5. After you have suffered a little while, God himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. I was talking this morning to someone, and we were talking about that, the stance, our stance, standing firm, being steadfast, you know. If your feet are together, if you're hit on one side, man, it's easy to fall, okay? But if you've got a firm stance... That is the first thing they teach you when you take karate. That's one of, it's, it's one of the first things anyways or something like that. You, your stance is very important. In football, your stance is hugely important because if your stance is not correct, you're going to get knocked all over the place on your rear end. Okay? 
without a proper stance, you're weak, you're vulnerable. But if you have a stance, if you're standing firm and steadfast, you can endure. Amen? Amen. Hardship, endurance, difficulty, suffering, trials, temptations. We must endure them. We must, we can't outrun them. So the thing that we can do is to respond to them the way God would have us to do that. And that is to submit to Him. All right? Now listen, if we know that God is in the storm, how do we know that God is in the storm, friends? If we are believers, God is involved in every single thing in our lives. That's how we know. Do you understand? God, if you're in a storm, if you're in a trial, God's there. God is there with you. God is not so much interested in taking us out of the fire as he is getting in there with us. Do you remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? <laughs> he didn't take him out. He left him in there, but he got in there with him. Wow. What a visual, visual aid that is. And that is so much like our God Almighty. He wants, he's leaving us in the fire, but he's in there with us. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's how we know that God is in the storm and in the trial. And if God is in the, tri- in the trial and in the storm, then we can submit to what God is trying to do through this trial. Do you understand? In that race that we call life, in the race of faith. We are to run with perseverance. When we feel like we can't take another step, just keep going. Keep going. Just keep swimming. Just keep going. Take another step. And you know what? We may fall. We may get knocked around a little bit. That's okay. That's part of it. It's not going to be perfect. But you get up and you keep going. You keep going. I'm going to stop there today. I want to leave you. Would you stand with me? I want you to think about something. Miracles are birthed out of great need. Think about that. Miracles are birthed out of great need. Think about this. If there is no great need, then there's no need for a miracle, is there? But we see miracles. Does God still perform miracles today? Do you believe that? Yeah, He does. He does. Miracles are birthed out of great need. Do you have a great need that you need to submit to God today? Is it your family? Is it your love life? 
Is it your job? Is it your faith? Are you doubting? Is it your physical health? What is your need today? What is it that you're enduring today? We're going to sing a song. As we sing this song, bring these needs before the Lord. Before we leave today, I want to pray for Megan. It's her last Sunday, and uh, we're going to pray for her and send her off with lots and lots of love and support, okay? But before we do that, let's, let's respond to the Lord and what He is doing. Brother. Oh, purify my heart. Let me be as gold and precious silver. Purify my heart. Let me be as gold Pure gold, refiner's fire. My heart's one desire is to be holy, set apart for you. I choose to be holy, oh, set apart for you, my master, ready to do your will. Perseverance must finish its work that we are strong, mature, lacking nothing. That's what God wants for us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, as always, we recognize that we are sinful people, that we do wrong in your sight. And we're so thankful for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin. Father, help us not, as your word says, to not grow weary in doing good. Help us, Lord, to remain strong. Help us, O oh God, to endure when things are tough. When there are trials and tribulations, temptations, suffering, Help us, O oh God, to remain firm, to stand strong. We ask you for strength to do what we need to do as believers. And may our lives be a shining beacon of your love and your grace. We pray these things, Heavenly Father, in your name.